Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous, I can say that. The Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, September 20th, 2019. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 55, the fourth paragraph. It reads, we can only clear the ground a bit. And we're just going to read the one paragraph only. So today's readers, we have Tenzin P. on the 12 steps. Tanya G. is going to sing the 12 traditions. <clears throat> and the readers of the text are Susan H., Katie F., and, and Hoodie R. The share ID for yesterday, Thursday, September 19th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time meeting is 13,420. That's 13420. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 13,420. Two, that's one three four two two. Our newcomer greeter is Amy K, and the host for the second hour is Jen A. All right, the OA preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, sh- through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors. And then we try to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, well, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let me now ask, Tenzin P., would you be kind enough to read the 12 steps? Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P., checking in from New York. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continues to take personal inventory and will move wrong promptly admitted it. 11, salted prayer and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, I will now ask uh, Tanya G. if you would be good enough to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. This is Tanya G., compulsive overeater, grateful um, from Louisiana, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first, personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our great purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. That was number two, sorry. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to have service, and everyone have a great day. Thank you, Tanya. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over the three minutes, I'm going to go like this. <coughs> I like that. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Um, If you're unmuted or once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to unmute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we'll resume our study of the big book. Again, we're on page 55, the fourth paragraph. We can only clear the ground a bit. We're just gonna read the one paragraph. 
And so now I'm going to hand the baton over to Susan H. to get us started. Susan, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you. Uh, this is Susan H. in Ohio. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so grateful for that. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. This is a fantastic paragraph. <laughs> um, when I first read this with my sponsor, I was still wrestling with my, uh, <laughs> with my agnosticism. Not that I don't do it occasionally now, but it, didn't, it's, it, it, it is so simple. If what you hear can help sweep away prejudice and enable you to think honestly and search within yourself, then if you want, you can join us. And, oh, I wanted that more than anything. And then there's a promise. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief, which I had very little, very little, is sure to come to you. And you know, for all the things I questioned as I was reading them, I have come to believe. I've come to believe the promises because the promises are coming true in my life. When I lose sight of what the next right thing is, I know who to ask. And I have gotten direction from my higher power again and again and again. And he directs me to the meetings, to the telephone meetings, to the face-to-face -face meetings. There is something everywhere for me to learn, for me to grasp onto, something to help Help me keep sweeping away prejudice and, and look honestly at myself. I am so grateful for the directions that make this uh, an organic process, as I've heard. <laughs> and it's true. And, and it's, uh, it's amazing. And I am so blessed that I have uh, found this way of life and a higher power that is guiding me and everything I do. So, uh, yeah, uh, grateful, thank you, and I pass. Susan, thanks so much for uh, getting us started here. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna transition over to uh, to those who want to share, and if you haven't shared in the past. Uh, past couple of days we'd love to hear from you um, and if I find my pen I'll even really love to hear from you even more oh I found it okay so who would like to share on what was read Melissa. Irene B Melissa Irene Vinny T Vinny Kathy G Kathy C Kathy G Kathy C Barbara P. Barbara P. Okay. 
All right, we got six people here. So I, I heard Melissa, Irene, Vinny, Kathy G, Kathy C, Barbara P. So why don't we get started with my favorite teacher, Melissa. Hi, Larry. Good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, oh God, I love this. Um, you know, we are, we can only clear the ground a little bit, right? Just a bit. And so we're not going to have it all figured out for you when it comes to God. Like, if that's what you're waiting for, if that's what I was waiting for, um, that's not what I'm promised here. It's like, uh, our stories urge you to push away your prejudice, right? Look at your life honestly. Look deep within yourself and then just join us. <laughs> you know, like, and I love um, how it says, if you have that attitude, you're not going to fail. Like, if you have the attitude of, let me join in, um, we're promised that the consciousness of their belief is going to come to you. And so, you know, it's not saying that you're going to get that consciousness and then you go on, right? Because that's what I wanted. I wanted, like, give me the consciousness. Let me let me figure this out. Let me get this belief thing down pat, and then I'm going to go on. And it, it says it's really just the opposite. It's going to come. And so, like, you know, like, I, I hear, like, chill out. Like, relax. Just do the, do the work. And, you know, so I, I can have... The, like the old attitude of approaching it from my cynical and overly intellectual self. Um, you know, I can read this book, and I have, looking to disprove, like to find, I'm going to seek out all the contradictions. And, you know, so like here were some that I found, right? If God is everything, then how can you say it can't be me, right? I, I've heard that one, and I've thought that. Or, you know, if God is inside me, then how come you say to me that it's greater than me, right? Like, I, I loved that one. Um, you know, and this was the one I really would hone in on. Um, you're telling me that my thinking is my biggest problem, but now you're telling me to use my broken mind to create God. And, you know, how can all of this be true? And, you know, for me, that's that was the icy intellectual mountain, you know, in whose shadow I stood in. And I can still do that today, right, if I want to, but it brings me no comfort. I can't join you with that mindset. I get no serenity, no peace. And, you know, and what do I get with that? I get a life where, um, you know, where I ate until my gums bled, right, and I kept on eating, and I was over 300 pounds. So that didn't get me much. And so here it's like all that's required at this point is to believe that there's some kind of miracle occurring and and this is my only shot at it, right? And when I saw that my God didn't have to make sense, and I love that. My God doesn't have to make sense. My conception can evolve, grow. It can even contradict itself, right? And I don't need to use my critical and analytical mind anymore. Like, that's the hugest step for me, and that's where I can join all of you. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, we have Irene followed by Vinny. Good morning, Irene. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so very much for your service. I am Irene B., a very gratefully recovering bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This... Uh, 
this paragraph is so inspiring. Um, it just, it, it's just, um, there's nothing but hope in here. And, and it's light and airy and it just, it just, it's a feel good paragraph. And, um, which kind of reflects the way I'm feeling this morning. Um, because I'm very grateful that God helped me to reveal those things I try to uncover by my own power for so many years. But they were a mystery to me, and they were hidden so deep, deep inside of me. They were so out of sight that uh, only God in this program could help me unearth all that was under there. And I used to think that it was so complicated, and it's so, so simple um recently I saw a little vignette uh, on Facebook that said that uh, abused children don't stop loving their parents. They stop loving themselves. And that just kind of been running in the background of my mind, and I realized that it can go further. For me, I learned to hate myself for not being who I needed to be, just complete hatred. And I was completely unaware of it until I heard it say by other people like me. And then I realized, and that is just such a revealing, it's like self-hatred, really? I knew I had unworthiness, but self-hatred, I mean, that's too too harsh. But yeah, but now through God's grace and mercy working in my life, he's replacing compassion, acceptance, and self-love where self hatred used to live and the self-love boy we're working on that one and he's with um now i have faith and peace joy trust hope where fear used to live and it's a struggle but but it's happening and in reality i've been thinking that my healing needed to be so deep and so mysterious that that's all that really needed to heal, that self-hatred. I always thought that something had to be, to have the power of like an atomic bomb that could heal me. And it turned out that indeed that's what I needed because the power of God is greater even than the power of an atomic bomb. And that's the power of God. And um, and it didn't come cheap. Let me tell you, uh, uh, I've paid the price in so many different ways, and you get what you pay for. But this program is free, and it's 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 been my only my only solution. And with that, I pass. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Irene. Okay, we next up we have Vinny followed by Kathy. Hey, Vinny, good morning. Uh, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, this is Vinny Teak, um, compulsive overeater, re- recovered through this program. Um, mine is kind of an anecdotal thing that happened yesterday. Um, I got a call from someone who I had worked the steps with as sort of a co-sponsor, relationship uh, in my home group uh, 
years ago. And uh, and I always said, you know, like within my home group, I felt sorry for everybody because basically what I brought to every single meeting was the struggles that I was going through as an agnostic, you know, trying to find this higher power and feeling hypocritical. And I would just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, it went on and on. And it went through, you know, having gone through the steps with this co-sponsor and still didn't get it, didn't get it. And uh, anyway, she, she called me out of the blue yesterday. I hadn't heard from her probably in four or five years. And um, she, she needed some information. But I, I, you know, I happily, you know, told her how I was recovered and how, you know, how I got here and everything. And um it, it was just so funny because, you know, when, when I said, I, you know, I, I finally have found my higher power and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, you really struggled with that. And I was like, I kind of thought, you know, like maybe I was exaggerating how much I bothered everybody with that problem. But no, <laughs> I definitely did struggle with it. And now here I am, you know, happily recovered and, um, you know, just everything is wonderful. And thank you all so much for your part in it. I pass. Thank you, Benny. Okay, we got the Kathy twins. We got Kathy G, followed by Kathy C. Hi, Kathy G. Good morning. Hey, Larry. Oh, thanks so much, Larry. So grateful to be here today. Good morning, everyone. It's Kathy G, recovered compulsive overeater in Chicagoland. And wow, what a thrilling paragraph to get to share on so much in here. I pray that God gives me the clarity to just express the depth of what I'd like to this morning. Uh, The first thing that jumped out was the words, uh, think honestly, that, you know, they were hoping and sharing the message that we would be enabled to think honestly because we don't as compulsive overeaters. We just try to convince ourselves that we can do all kinds of things and handle all kinds of behaviors and foods that we cannot. So what a gift to be able to think honestly of myself today. I met this wonderful uh, man, a newcomer in OA at a meeting last night, and we were in the parking lot afterwards talking, and he gave a perfect example of this. He said he had been in Costco And um, he said, you know, you have to walk through the alcohol and the bakery to get to the vegetables, which I had never thought of consciously before. But isn't that just unbelievable that that is true? And he says, so I see this cheesecake. And he goes, and the thing was so heavy, it could have been considered to be a weapon of mass destruction over some nations. He said, but yet I convinced myself that it was just cheese. Oh, man, I mean, that got to me. I can so relate to that. That's what we do. This illness just convinces us that, you know, cheesecake is just cheese. Um, And the other word here that if we can search diligently within ourselves, you know, that's what we're all doing together. That's why we have to come together and talk and share this book. And if we do this, you can join us on the broad highway it's so much better here. It's so much better here than it is when we're in the food, in that morass, you know, of self-pity. And I love the words, you, with this attitude, you cannot fail. We cannot fail if we do it, if we continue to do these steps, you know, even if we have our hard times along the way or, you know, we have our challenges or uh, trials, struggles. 
We cannot fail if we keep going and we keep working the steps and we show up fully. What a gift that is. And my final thought was this word consciousness. It says the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. I looked up the word consciousness and it said the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. And I'm just grateful to be awake and aware of my surroundings with you today. So thanks so much, Larry, uh, for serving. Have a great day, everyone. And uh, God bless. Okay. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate it. Okay, next up we have Kathy C, Party of One, Party of One, Kathy C. Good morning. Good morning, Larry, and thank you, everybody, for your service this morning. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive eater from Montreal, Canada. Um, you know, the paragraph here, um, it really speaks speaks to me. Um, you know, the, um, the authors write all the testimonies that the um, the first 100 you know writing this book you know they they're saying you know we can only clear the ground a bit you know and if their testimonies can sweep away any prejudice and if they can enable me to think honestly encourage me to search diligently within myself then if i wish i can join on the broad highway now with this with my new attitude i cannot fail the consciousness of my belief is sure to come to me so with as much you know guidance as much um as people you know tell us show us how um you know where they are in their recovery um you know uh, their experiences with their god right um finding that power which is the which is the goal here, right? Enabling us to find that power so we can live a life of manageability, sane, happiness, joy, and freedom. You know, um, it won't help me, but what would help me is um, seeing that I had to look inside me and there it was all along. You know, compulsively eating, you know, dieting, binging, starving, it was always on a subconscious level. I couldn't get deep and it hurt. I didn't know I had to get deep. And that was the pain. I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't looking. I wasn't living in my heart. I was living on the surface and it hurt. And I was tired of being hurt. Couldn't rely on the material world anymore. I couldn't rely on people. Although they loved me and I loved them, it didn't help me. You know, um, I had to search diligently within myself because I had pushed and I had shut that down. I remember this when I had separated from a higher power. I remember that moment feeling, what is this? What is going on with me sitting in my living room, feeling dead, broken, just so disconnected, just obsessed about my food, my weight, angry, upset. That was just all on the surface, you know, until I did the steps that I go in, that I go deep and see, well, now I know, or at least now I could see, you know, how my defects come and, and block me, take me away, they sweep me away. Just that swept me from a higher power, from a God where I was born with already. It's just a return to where I'm supposed to be, and it doesn't hurt anymore. Not the same pain. Things might disappoint me. Things don't go my way. I'm selfish. You know, I couldn't be in fear. But it's not the same pain. I'd rather stay in this. I'd rather stay in this and connect it to my higher power. I search deep. 
I, I try not to judge people or even God. That was my biggest thing, judging God's work. Um, so with this attitude now, I don't fail. I don't fail. Not the same pain. Not the same pain. Um, and I'm conscious. I know where I am. I, I see my thoughts. Um, and I know I can rely on the steps. Um, my sponsor, anybody out there, another compulsive user automatically will able to be helpful. And of course, doing my nightlies, you know, seeing, did I miss something today? You know, God, did I do your will today? And then I, I, I you know, I ask for measures. Thank you, Larry. And I pass. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much, Kathy. Appreciate your share. Okay, Barbara P., it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. This is Barbara P. in Atlanta. And, you know, if someone had said to me, I just look at this one line, you cannot fail. So I have something to give you. You cannot fail. I I was so tired of failing. Just I was exhausted. I was beaten and I was done. You know, but with this attitude so tell me how like you would think i would just say well so tell me exactly what i need to do exactly the steps because you're guaranteeing me i cannot fail and um and we do and so if i look back and i say this is kind of my inventory on any given day any given day today in sobriety and recovery if i have this attitude i can't fail today whether it's day one or day one million if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, and I always the word prejudice always stops me in this chapter because it really, you know, it's this, this uh, the way it's defined is this unfavorable opinion or feeling formed beforehand. I'm reading the definition or without knowledge, thought or reason, like sweep away. Like if I can on any given day, kick out my old ideas, realize well, I have some preconceived notion. I think I know. I got to get rid of that. I think I know. If it enables me to think honestly, like really look honestly at the situation, my part, other parts, all of it, encourages me to search diligently within myself for really what I know to be right. You know, I have a good friend who always says, I don't know God's will, but I know what it's not. I usually can really tell what it's not. But then they give the big clause for me and they say, if I wish I can join on the broad highway. There have been many times where I said, yep, I know I have a problem. I know I'm an addict. Oh, I know what the situation is. I, I, I know what I should do. Nah, I don't want to do it today. And I didn't wish. You know, so I have to check in with my attitude and look for at least those four things. Do I have prejudice? Am I thinking honestly? Am I really searching and seeking? And then am I willing, if I wish, I can join on the broad highway? And I can't fail. I can't fail. I can't do this wrong. I kept thinking I was coming up short in this area of faith because I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And then that last sentence tells me, oh, that's right. I don't have to know anything. It'll come to me. And and the truth of it, coming from just being such a staunch agnostic and cynic, is that it has. It has come to me. And um, I'm as amazed as anybody else. So I just, on any given day, though, have to check my attitude. Um, and then then I, I won't pick up today if I keep, if I keep this attitude. Uh, thanks. With that, I pass. 
<laughs> Thanks, Barbara. Okay, um, if you just fell out of bed, we're on page 55, the fourth paragraph. It reads, we can only clear the ground a bit. Um, I'd like to hear from people if you're wearing purple, orange, or blue today. Charles H. So who would like to share? Charles. Chuck K. Ch Shannon S. Chuck. Shannon. Ned F. Chuck. Ned. Lane C. Lane. Lydia T. Was it Leah or Lydia? Lydia T. Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Okay, let's stop there. I got Chuck, followed by Chuck, followed by Shannon, followed by Ned, Lane, and Lydia. Hey, Charles, good morning. Good morning, Larry. I'm next to a purple broom. That's close enough. <laughs> that works. <laughs> My name is Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you for your service. Um, you know, so, yeah, clear the ground a little bit. If our testimony can help sweep away prejudice, it enables me to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently. Um, I just want to say that God is not a religion. God is a relationship. And, and I want to make some preferences um, in the big book. The big book, if you take away God and higher power, all those pages out of the big book, you'll be left with the cover. And, I, and, and I'm going to, um, on page 45, it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problems. That means we've written a book, which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we're going to talk about God. And then in, in the doctor's opinion, it says, uh, you know, our ideals must be grounded in a power greater than ourselves. And, and, and here's some encouragement. Page 29 says, each individual in the personal story described in his own language and from his own point of view, the way he established his relationship with God, these give a fair cross-section of our membership and a clear-cut idea of what has actually happened in their lives. And I think that can be related to all the beautiful shares on the line, right? Um, you know, at this point, if my foundation is, is weak, then my structure is shaky, and my recovery will come crumbling down, even on the line. It's a, it, it's a light switch. It, my mindset, it, you know, I put too much weight on stuff that, did, that didn't have no depth, right? So at this point, I need to make sure my foundation is shaky because uh, in closing, I've, I've, I've worked with people, and I've done the same thing. You know, oh, I did my amends, and I did this, and I did that. But works without faith is dead. You could do the work and don't believe in the work, and then it ain't going to work. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Charles. Marte. All right. Now batting, shortstop, Chuck K. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Larry. This is Chuck K. from Georgia. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. I am wearing a blue shirt, so I qualify. <laughs> so one of the things that I was thinking about with this is is my perception. And God is out there. The problem is I'm not able to perceive God. Well, how do I do that? Well, one way of doing that is working the steps. And I often have people ask me, well, how do I know? When, when am I going to get it proved to me that this is working? And, you know, the short answer is the promises. Are they working in your life? 
but I looked at it in a little bit more detail. And what I see is, you know, I love that phrase, and I mentioned it before, that God will run to me. I love that, to know that God will run to me. And I can see that when I work the steps. In step one, I can see God um, uncovering the truth of, of, about my life and about what I am. And not because I'm a bad person, but because I have this thing going on that I can see, the allergy and the twist of the mind. Jumping ahead to step four, you know, I see some more truth about myself, that my problems are caused by me. The world is going around like it always has, but it's really me allowing it to, to be a bother, and I'm not able to get rid of those emotions that build up. Jumping ahead to step eight and nine, we've all had those experiences where we're afraid or we are just absolutely pissed or we do not want to do an amends because of what somebody else has done or what they may do. And then we jump out on faith and we do that anyway, but regardless of our fear, and then we get we get a blessing. Hey, this didn't go out how, the way I expected it. It went wonderful. And I've seen that in other people's lives, and then I've also seen that in my life. And so what happens is, it's not so much that I'm looking to find God, it's that I'm willing to accept what is there. God is, by these experiences, that these things that I can see and feel, I can't even describe them a lot of times, but I feel them in my heart. That is the proof that I get that God is there. And that's the higher power that I can use. And God is so humble. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care if I call him a tree. He doesn't care if I call him Jesus Christ. He doesn't care if I call him Muhammad or whatever you want to say. He just doesn't care. Just come to me and I will show you. Here is your proof. The proof is so strong. <coughs> Excuse me. The proof is so strong that you can't even describe it. You can only feel it. But you can pass it on. So that's really what I was thinking about this morning. It, it's it's not so much of me finding God, this is my experience, but it's me accepting what is there and using these experiences to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm really happy to be on the line. This has been a great meeting this morning, and I hope everybody has a great weekend. Have a good day. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, we have Shannon uh, followed by Ned. Shannon, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. This is Shannon S. Um, I am a recovered for today compulsive overeater from Littleton, Colorado. Um, this is such a um, an apropos paragraph for me today, um, and it made me go back to the previous paragraph. <clears throat> excuse me for a second, um, and it's talking about you know my my connection to God may be obscured by calamity, pomp, and worship of other things. And then I read this paragraph, um, and it talks about sometimes I have to search fearlessly, but God is still there. And um, and then I think you know I was I was talking with a um, a trusted fellow in program yesterday, and um, and I was sharing that I, I don't feel connected right now, and I want to throw I want to throw a program at that right. I want to throw, you know, more prayer, more meditation. I want to throw um, listening to more meetings. I want the solution to be um, 
in some ways something that's outside of myself or something that I don't have to think about. Let me just do this every day and then I'm good. And, um, and then it got me thinking, if, if I'm not at peace and not connected, um, it's not because my, my circumstances have changed. Um, it's because my connection to God has changed. So life is still going to happen. Life will happen. Um, and in talking with um, this fellow, it's not about, um, you know, throwing more meetings um, at it, and that's going to help me with my connection. But then I go to our paragraph today, sometimes I have to search fearlessly. And um, the great reality is deep down within us. So for me yesterday, what did that look like? It looked like what's causing a disturbance for me today that is impacting my connection to God? Um, Why? Because I'm in fear. And when I'm in fear, I am in self-will. And I am working really hard to not feel the way that I feel. And, um, and then my connection to, to God starts slowly becoming um, not the, the, the central point, the central focus. And, um, and then I think, you know what, that, that is um, me searching fearlessly is what was my part in, in in things today what was my part in my connection being obscured and and I can't do that alone because sometimes I can't even see that um, and what I know for me today is my connection to God is the central component of my life when that's not there Shannon I think we've lost you Okay. Um, Shannon, we, we got we were down to a few seconds there, but I think we had lost you there. I, hopefully I can be heard. Uh, so we're going to move on. And thank you for that share, Shannon. We're going to move on to good old Ned in Chicago. Ned, good morning. Ned, press star one to unmute. Okay, Ned, it's star one to unmute. We can come back to you. Might be some technical difficulties, but we'll move on to good old Lane. Lane, good morning. Mm, being shut out here. Let's see. We can we hear, can you. hear you. you. We can hear you, you Larry. Okay, all right, good, good, good. So we. Ned, we uh, star one lane. It was star one. Um, how about we move on to Lydia? My connection cut off. Ned. Has. Oh, there we go. All right, let's go with Ned. Yeah, let's go with Ned first, and then we'll then we'll move on to Lane. Ned, good morning. Good morning. The very fact that you know the song Lydia gives me a clue that we're not that far apart in age. <clears throat> the uh, line of this paragraph enables you to think honestly that is that is a hard one first of all while i never thought of myself as agnostic my definition of god changed 
I'm of the Jewish faith, and the high holidays are coming, which means that at Rosh Hashanah it begins, and you have 10 days to atone for your sins, which at the end, God writes you in one of three books, the book of life, the book of death, and the book of undecided. I had that view for a long time until I grew older, and I understood that the universe could not possibly be as exquisite as it is without a higher power. And then once I realized that my weight was not a problem of willpower, but I was truly an addict, understanding the big book, a great weight was lifted off my head. But when I said, think honestly, why does a child lie? A child lies, obviously, because he doesn't want to suffer the consequences of what his parents might do. But what if a child doesn't know when he's lying? That's the hard part. I have a situation like that now with a child, and I'm trying to get her to understand. I don't think she knows the difference. I'm going to show her or try and get her to understand why I am here and slowly get her to move uh, toward this book because it's the only way. It is the only way. Very quickly, I learned that this is about your entire life, not just about food. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Ned. Okay, we're going to move on to Lane, followed by Lydia. Lane, good morning. Good morning, Larry. And uh, good morning, my fellows. This is Lane C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater um, in Rochester. And I'm so sorry uh, for uh, not answering before. I got bumped off the line and called back, and it was busy a couple times. So I'm glad to have caught you all. Um, so, um, you know, I love, I love this paragraph because um, it reminds me of the ways that, um, that so many of you uh, helped me uh, through your stories, through being on this line for like the last, I don't even know, like three and a half years or whatever, um, how your testimony helped to sweep away some of the prejudice that I held, especially around what was possible for inviting a higher power into my life and for really beginning to cooperate with my higher power and beginning to seek my higher power's guidance. Um, for you, it certainly helped, or for me, it certainly helps me to um, to think honestly and and not in those. I, I think in a way that was um, unblocked. I think originally when I first came into this program, I thought, you know, I am an addict. That is bad. This program will heal me. You know, and and um, and I used a lot of um, the the step work and used a lot of. Um, uh, the, the work in this program to really like reinforce this narrative that somehow I was bad and I needed to do all these things in order to improve myself. And like, what is that? It's control, right? It's not allowing uh, my higher power in to help me to recognize that like, honestly, what our higher power wants for us is growth. What our higher power wants for us is recovery. What our higher power sometimes wants for us and, and, uh, and is being communicated to me right now is, so the truth of, of gentleness while still remaining connected and doing the things that I still need to do um, to remain connected. Um, and, and certainly your testimony encouraged me to search diligently um, within myself um, to really seek this, you know, to seek this will of 
of a higher power and to seek the will of God in, in all that I do, or at least in as much as I can do. You know, I was in an in-person meeting last night and we were talking about, you know, what is the, what are some ways that we are attempting to recover without spiritual help? And it was just a real honest kind of check-in moment. You know, I think our, our higher, my, my higher power certainly placed that question there for me to see where are some areas that I can still grow and that doesn't necessarily mean that I am bad. I mean, it says here, you know, with this attitude, with this openness to, you know, whatever guidance our higher power brings to us, we cannot fail. And so, you know, if we are open to, to that guidance and if we remain open there, none of us are, are failing. We are continuing to grow. It's that spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Um, and I just love this, you know, the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And I know for me, this was, this has been a slow process and, you know, making my way through the steps a few times and, you know, making, making my way through the cycles, I, I, I you know, I've, I've taken a few relapses, uh, for me to get here. And, um, I can say today that I have the closest relationship with a higher power that I've ever had. Um, and I think I've probably been able to say that every darn day that I've been in this program, that that my relationship has grown closer and closer and closer over time. And if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lane. Okay, Lydia, it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning, Lydia here. Uh, grateful, recovered, untattooed um, in uh, Marquette, Michigan. Uh, for me, what I was so prejudiced when I first started listening to this line over a year ago, I thought you all were in some kind of cult and maybe a little bit crazy um, because that's the way I was raised, to not believe in a power greater than myself, to rely on myself, and that was the utmost. But look at where that got me. It got me to where I was. So... You know, I think everybody who's on the line who really helped to clear the ground and sweep away my prejudice so that I could search deep down to find what was inside of me all along. And I just absolutely love with this attitude, you cannot fail. That tells me that no matter what, as long as I am honest and I search and I continue to do the work every day, I won't ever fail. Um, God's going to love me, my God, my higher power, whatever his name is or her name is, it, it doesn't matter. The, the greater good of the world loves me no matter what I do, as long as I keep the connection and clear the blocks. Um, my higher power always loved me. I just had no idea. I had no idea that I had a higher power. Um, and I kind of would search for God in different places. Um, when you see something that's so beautiful um, or moves you and you get that little tingle, get that, you know, when you see, I mean, uh, the sun rising at the Grand Canyon, when you look at... Um, you know, Lake Superior every single day and see, you know, to me that just shows me, yes, there is something greater than myself. And I didn't realize I didn't have to go riding around the country to find that 
what I had to do was search deep within myself and it was always there. I had no idea. Nobody told me until I started listening to what you guys were really saying and reading the book and following the instructions. Um, so I just really appreciate this paragraph, especially with this attitude, you cannot fail. Because I had failed so many times before I got here. That's all I did was just rack up failure after failure after failure after failure because I was relying only on my own self um, and other people. I made them my higher power too, and that didn't work. So with that, I will pass and I thank you all so much for being here every single day so that I can listen. Have a great day. Thank you, Lydia. We've got time for one more share. So if you're wearing green or blue or red or yellow, who would like that spot? Or purple or orange? Irini. Irini, you're wearing one of those. How are you, Irini? <laughs> Good morning. I'm not, I'm not wearing any of those, but... <laughs> you're, our, you're our person. <laughs> Um, thank you, Larry, for your share, and um, thank you, Larry, for your service. And good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, always giving credit where credit is due. Thank you, God. So what does it mean to join on the broad highway, and why is it capitalized? Because life is about God. It's not about my beautiful family and friends. It's not about my blessed career. It's not about my abundance and stuff. So I can only do so much on my own. So I need a power greater than myself to really live in a loving, peaceful, and joyful way. So it's about entering a new relationship with God. My life is about God. It's living in these three essential elements of honesty, willingness, and humility. Then I'm on my way with my fellows and having a beautiful relationship with God and others. I thank you and I pass. Thank you, Arini. Appreciate your share. All right. I think we're just going to wrap it up here on this Friday. So thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone who has participated this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of, a, of study immediately following closing. Let me uh, give you the share ID for today, which uh, is uh, September 20th of 2019. That is 13,424, So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And we wrangled in old KDF. Couldn't get away from us, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. This is KDF, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. 
Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.